We're starting a new short series of sermons this week uh, around inviting and including other folk uh, into our environment. Uh, we've done the whole Easter thing and all the rest, and now we need to move uh, on beyond that. And so I want to speak today about inviting and including others. And uh, to that end, I want to read you from uh, Matthew's Gospel from chapter 5. And I'll read just from verse 14 through to verse 16. You are a light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before the others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Just to them. Uh, you know, don't you, that to invite uh, others and include them into our church world uh, is good. Uh, for many people, the church is a place to come. Uh, we marry people, uh, we bury people, uh, we confirm people, and we do all those sorts of things. Um, and for many people, that's all the church really is about. And it is actually much, much more than that. To invite people into the life of our church is to express kindness to them somehow uh, or another. I mean, to knock on a, no, a lonely person's door uh, is pretty scary, isn't it? Even if you have a very charming dog with you. Uh, you know, reaching out to other people uh, with the gospel, reaching out to other people to tell them about Jesus is not so easy, is it? It's a little scary. Uh, and sometimes um, when we love people unconditionally and when we reach out to others, there's often no response uh, to what we, do, what we do, no acknowledgement. But I want to suggest that that's not why we do it. Are we doing it just because, because that's what church people do? Or do we do it because God has called us to pour a little joy uh, into someone else's life, to sow a little love uh, into a love-starved world, to invite people into his kingdom so that they too may share what it means to be part of the church or, or of his kingdom. If I were to ask some of you to share your Jesus story with us, I'm sure you would relate a story or recount some act of kindness uh, that someone else, some other person uh, did to you that had a profound uh, life-changing impact on your life. True? Most of us have a person, a uh, person, a Christian somewhere who made a difference in our lives, who either invited us or, or set an example to us or whatever. And, you know, if you think about it, in a sense, that's what the church is about. It's about inclusivity, including people into our world. There are so many broken, hurting people around us. Most of them are our neighbors. They live around us. They're the people we interact with every day of our lives, the people who would love to and need to be found and saved and brought home. It's amazing how simple acts of kindness and thoughtfulness can make a difference. Just somebody reaching out to another in an act of kindness. Most people who are in a church environment will, e will recount to you someone who reached to them in the name of the church, in the name of God, and made a difference and did an act of kindness one way or another. 
heard a Christian song the other day, a simple act of kindness brought me home. It didn't say an elaborate act of kindness brought me home. Just a simple act. Sometimes it's just a phone call. Sometimes it's a hand on a shoulder. A simple act. And I think that this lines up with the Jesus teaching. It doesn't take a whole lot. Just give a cup of cold water in my name, to coin a phrase. A simple act of kindness makes all the difference. A simple walk next door, a hand on on the head of a kid messing up their hair. I just watched these two little faces up here this morning. That's what it's about, folks. You know, just that's what it's about. Someone saying, have a great day. Someone, because when they say that, they're actually acknowledging you. They're seeing you. They're not just seeing you. They're really seeing you. I was reading the other day, a man goes into the, into the local Wimpy or McDonald's, and he has a small meal, 50 bucks worth. And then he leaves a 200 grand tip for the waitress. And he goes outside and looks through the window at the response of the waitress when she sees the tip. And they jump up and down. And for him, that's the most amazing part of the whole thing. You know, it's just to make a difference in someone else's life. We've got a new little series uh, starting today, How Can We Go? Uh, I've started with a little quiz. I'm going to read some information about two individuals. Uh, when you've identified who they are, uh, and what, who I'm talking about, uh, one is a man and one is a woman, uh, just whisper it quietly to someone close to you or jump up and down, whatever works for you. Uh, the first person was born the son of a Lutheran pastor in 1875, became an acclaimed organist and a worldwide authority on Bach uh, by the time he was 30. Later, he earned doctorates in theology and philosophy. In 1905, he enrolled in medical school and received his degree so that he would no longer longer have to, quote, merely talk about the religion of love, but put it into practice. And so in 1913, he and his wife moved to French Equatorial Africa, to Gabon, as it is now, to build a treatment center for under-resourced Africans. Stayed there the rest of his life. He was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1952. Died at the age of 90 in 1965. Do you know who it is? Albert Schweitzer, of course. And you know this one too. Who's this woman? She was born the youngest of three children in former Yugoslavia in 1910. Joined a youth group. By the age of 17, knew she wanted to give her life to God. She became a high school geography teacher, was promoted to principal in 1944, but her career ended because she was contracted TB. 1948, started an unofficial school for young children in the slums, combined teaching and medical care to nurse them towards health. In 1950, she rented a house with her own money so that people who were dying in the streets could be transported there to die with dignity. She was one of the earliest pioneers of treating people in AIDS uh, before the disease even had a name. She received the Nobel Peace Prize in 1979. Died a household name in 97. Who is she? Mother Teresa, of course. Will the world ever see two people like this again? Will we ever see a modern-day Mother Teresa Again, in many respects, I think we do. Maybe not with all the hype, but people do see the good that other people do. And you don't have to be an Albert Schweitzer or, or a Mother Teresa for, to, for that to make some sense. 
The Bible is very clear about this. In Titus chapter 3 and verse 8, he says, We all must devote ourselves to doing good. And in, in a little earlier in the chapter, says, Remind the people, be ready to do whatever is good. Be ready throughout the day to do whatever you can do. And I want to suggest that it's not so much about what we say out in the world, but what we do that actually makes a difference. Now, most people think along the lines of, if, if I don't do any damage to people, if I avoid hurting them and putting them at a, at a disadvantage, that's okay. But it's not okay. Because if this is true then, of you and me, then we're simply doing nothing. And God's not happy with that. He's actually saying to us, go and make a difference. Go and be the church. Be my people. Live like Jesus. Oops. Is there a way to, to live that gets us past self-absorption? A way of life that improves our world and blesses not only our lives, but enriches the lives of the people around us and invites them to be part of God's world? Of course there is. Galatians chapter 6 says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For the proper time we will reap a harvest. And if we do not give up, therefore as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. It's the way all Christ followers, that's the way you and I are called to live beyond ourselves, to invite and include the people around us into our world. And so to kick off this little series we're doing, let me ask and answer a few big questions. The first big question is why? Why should we invite people uh, to be part of, of our world? Why should we go out of our way to do good things, to good, do good deeds? Why should we, we be different than the vast majority of those in this world whose main aim is a good time? The simple answer is because it's God's destiny for us all to be inclusive in the sharing of the good news. It's not just the job of the clergy. It's your job and it's my job to be inclusive and to share the good news, sometimes not so much by what we say, but by what we do that makes the difference. In Ephesians chapter 2, in verse 10, he says, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God has prepared in advance for us to do. What's yours? What's mine? God wants to pour his goodness into the world, and he can only do it through us, through me, and through you. Mother Teresa said it, We are the hands and feet of of Jesus Christ. In other words, the good that Jesus Christ wants to do in the world, he does through people like you and me. You see, it's a liquor to sit in church on a Sunday morning, nice and warm, and all the rest. But there's a sense in which God is saying to us, now get out of here and go and make a difference, you know? Albert Schweitzer said it keep your eyes open for the little tasks. Because it's the little kind tasks that are important to Jesus Christ. How can God 
invite and include others into his world unless he uses us? How can God bring warmth into cold people's lives unless he uses us? How does God unite a divided nation unless he uses us? How can God do little acts of kindness unless he uses us? How can he bring good into the world unless we bring the good into the world? That's the why question, why we should do good works, because that's the way God wants us to be. Second question is the obvious one, where? Well, many people will answer this and say, oh, in the church environment. You reckon? You know, and I, Yvonne and I were in a shopping center in Munich the other day. Uh, and it is a little big, to say the least. You know? and, and I looked around us as we were walking in that complex, and I thought, how on earth can we make a difference here? Because it was just so big. You know, how can God use us in this environment? And all he can do in that environment is that for us to spread a little bit of kindness, just to be kind, just to realize that if we change one person's life, we'll make a difference. God wants to pour his goodness into the world, but he can only do it through you and me. Question is where? Well, wherever we are, in a shopping center in Munich, in pick and pay over the road, wherever we find ourselves every day of our lives, that's where we can make a difference. The answer to the where question is wherever you are. You are here, do it here. Do it here. And the last question is how? How do we do the good works? And the answer in simple terms is by the prompting of the power of the Holy Spirit. Just that simple. This nappy ministry that we're involved with here at Mseni. It's just because we saw the need in the community of people who have less than we have, who are cold and who have newborn infants and haven't got clothes to feed them and all the rest. All we've got to do is look around us. Let's just look around us. How do you do good as we, live this, as we leave this place today. Well, we do good however the Spirit leads us. Listen to him, my friends. Please listen. Listen to him through the course of every day. The why question, why do good? Well, it's your destiny. It's my destiny. Where do we do it? Well, wherever we are, and how, however the Spirit prompts us. Remember, Jesus had a towel around his waist. Are you willing to pick up the towel 
Are you ready just to say yes to Jesus? And it's not about the big stuff. It's the little stuff that makes the difference. This church can't possibly use thousands of volunteers in and around our community. We can't possibly do that. But God can use you as you go out into your world now. God can use you as you go back to school. Some of us do. Some of us go to varsity. Some of us, most of us visit our friends. God goes with us when we go into the mall to do our shopping. God goes with us when we get into our motor car and drive from here to there. Or at least our praise in the car. God is with us when we watch the rugby. When we're on the golf course. Some of us pray more on the golf course than we do anywhere else. God is with us when we walk down the street. God is with us when we're in our complexes. Where we are where we are. Where we're doing what we're doing. Not just when we walk through those doors on Sunday morning. God is with us. Do we tell his story wherever we are? And so do you get the picture? Do you get the picture? The picture is very easy. It's one word. Go. Just go and invite and include the others around you into God's will. Now, I'm not asking you to pull your Bible out and start saying, now, please turn to page 372 and this verse and that verse. Live the story, my friends. Can we just live the Jesus story? Jesus met people where they were. Jesus met people just as they were. The difference was that when he walked away from them, he left different people behind him. Can we just live the story? Can we just live the story? Let our lives tell the story. As the Nike ad would have it. Just do it. Just do it. Because I think that's the call that God makes on our lives as the church, as individuals. Just say yes to start with. And then just do it. Just go. Just go and be Jesus with skin on. You know, nobody's asking you or me to change the world. Just make a difference in his name. That's what blankets are about. That's what nappies are about. That's what lemons are about. It's, it's just making a difference in someone's life. That is the call of the gospel, if you think about it. Jesus is calling you and me. He's just saying, please go and invite and include others around you into God's world. And Nike will be pleased with you because you just did it. You just did it. Will we say yes to doing good in God's name? Because that's all we are called to do is to just be Jesus with skin on. Do good, however. Thanks be to God for his word to us this morning. Amen. Amen.
Come, let's pray a moment, my friends. Father, we come just as we are. We sit here just as we are. We can't pretend to be more than we are or even less than we are before you. We are simply, we are yours. You've made us and you're very pleased with what you made. And you're now just calling us to go make a difference in our world. Father, you've blessed us with so much. And we pause a moment just to remember the blessings that we have received from you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for life itself. Thank you for the blessings that you've poured into our lives. Please go with us as we go back into our world. Please be with us as we invite other folk to share in the blessings that we've received from you. You ask us to do no more than that. Just to share your story. And sometimes it's not what we say. It's always what we do that tells your story. Go with us, O God, as we go now to tell your story back in our world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.